All right. It's good to see you today. Welcome to our Tuesday edition of our journey through scripture. I hope that you had a great 4th of July weekend and had a good 4th of July yesterday. Um, as we kind of mentioned last Thursday, how important it is to remember and to celebrate the freedom that we have and to remember that that ultimately that freedom comes from God no matter what. Um, and so I hope that you had a, a wonderful time celebrating uh, this past weekend. Again, my name is Philip, uh, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, and this is our journey through Scripture. Um, we are c- taking a chronological look through through the Bible. Today we're going to be in uh, Jeremiah. Uh, we're going to be in a few different areas of Jeremiah. We're going to start off in uh, chapters 46 and 47. Uh, then we'll be in chapters uh, 13 and 18, and then 36 and 37 uh, kind of in, in that area. It, it, it jumped, the, the book of Jeremiah kind of jumps around in chronological order. So we're trying to keep it as close as we can. Um, this starts off in chapters 46 and 47. Um, what has happened now is, uh, remember we talked a little bit about how all that's left now is the southern kingdom, the nation of, uh, of Judah. Um, there is the, the king now is, uh, Jehoiakim, uh, and he has basically been put in position by, uh, Egypt. Um, Egypt tried to partner with Assyria, um, to go and fight, uh, the Babylon. Um, they went up and they were defeated. And so as Egypt is coming back down, um, so that, that's kind of north, uh, you know, uh, north of Jerusalem. So as Egypt is coming back down, uh, going back to Egypt, they actually attacked a couple of places in uh, what used to be the F- Philistines, uh, where uh, uh, if you remember where uh, David and Goliath, <laughs> all of a sudden I couldn't think of uh, who Goliath was, um, where he was from. Um, the, so the, the land of uh, Philistia, um, the Egypt uh, con- um, showed conquered them and uh, kind of uh, punished them. And then also Egypt was also punished by Babylon. And so chapters 46 and 47 is Jeremiah uh, kind of uh, pronouncing that judgment on both Egypt and uh, uh, Philistia. Now, remember, these countries have, have also been used by God to punish, uh, Judah and the Northern Kingdom at different times. Um, and, but, but, uh, always remember, ultimately, everyone is held accountable. And, and that's kind of the thing that jumps out to me about this is that even these other countries, um, who ha- right at this moment may not be doing something directly to God's people. They have in the past and God has actually used them in the past, uh, but, uh, eventually, everyone does uh, receive um, the, what they deserve, right? That, that God will hold people accountable. So you can read Jeremiah 46 and 47 there. Um, 47 talks about the judgment on uh, uh, Philistia, and 46 is judgment on Egypt. So then we get to um, chapter 13. Um, so this is a continuing um, the main message of Jeremiah is telling the people that Babylon is going to come and um, the, that the people of Judah are going uh, to experience a defeat, that they are going to pay uh, for their um, 
they're moving away from God, their attitude towards God, their actions, um, that they have become ungodly. We've talked about some of those. It even included all the way up to child sacrifice, um, you know, partnering and allowing these other pagan influences um, to to start uh, seeping into their culture. And because of that, they are a weaker nation, and they are eventually going to be taken over by Babylon. So in uh, chapter 13, uh, Jeremiah has some kind of object lessons. Um, he, he takes a linen sash, and he puts it around his, his waist in chapter 13, Jeremiah chapter 13. Um, and then the Lord says, take the sash that you acquired around your re- waist, arise, go to the Euphrates, hide it there uh, in, a, in a hole in the rock. So he went and he hid it in the Euphrates. Uh, now, after many days, he went back um, to take the, the sash from the place where it was hidden and the sash was ruined. It was profitable for nothing. Um, it says, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, thus says the Lord in this manner, I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. This evil people who refuse to hear my words, who follow the dictates of their own hearts and walk after other gods and serve and worship them shall be just like this sash, which is profitable for nothing. For as the sash clings to the waist of a man, so I have caused the whole house of Israel and whole house of Judah to cling to me, says the Lord, that they may become my people for renown, for praise and for glory, but they would not hear. Right? So God gave them the opportunity uh, to be a, a profitable sash, a beautiful sash, uh, if they would have remained uh, and clung to him, but they chose to go their own way. Um, you see it uh, as you continue there in chapter 13, the symbol of the wine uh, bottles uh, says the uh, every bottle shall be filled with with wine. Um, and uh, and then it says, thus says the Lord, behold, I will fill all the inhabitants of this land, even the kings who sit on David's throne, the priests, the prophets, all the inhabitants of Jeru- Jerusalem with drunkenness. And I will dash them one against another, even their fathers and sons together, says the Lord. I will not pity nor spare nor have mercy, but will destroy them. So again, Jeremiah's message, not a popular one. People did not like hearing it. Uh, chapter uh, 18 talks about the potter and the clay and, uh, you know, the, the image of, of God being the potter uh, over the, the clay. Uh, uh, verse 5 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me and said, O house of Israel, can, can I not do with you as this potter? Says the Lord, look as the clay is in the potter's hand, so you are in my hand, O house of Israel. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up or to pull down and to destroy it destroy it if that nation whom i have spoken turns from its evil i will relent of the disaster and i thought to bring upon it and the instant i speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to build to, uh, to plant it if it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice then i will relent concerning the good with which i had said would benefit Now, therefore, speak to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am fashioning a disaster and devising a plan against you. Return now everyone from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. Um, So it's kind of interesting, you know, God, God can can destroy and he can create. Um, and if nations listen to him and turn from their evil ways, he will bring good upon them. But if they do not, 
uh, he will not relent and, and eventually he will, uh, mold nations and, and fix the imperfections. Um, and, uh, I, interesting what it says. It says, return now. Uh, this is, uh, verse 11, uh, return now everyone from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. So that's a message for all of us, right? Even if the people around us, even if the country or the society around us, uh, does not return to God, we can. Um, and then verse 12 says, and they said, that is hopeless. So we will walk according to our own plans, and we will everyone uh, obey the dictates of his evil heart. So uh, Jeremiah's warnings, uh, his uh, using uh, different uh, analogies, um, all of it was uh, pushed aside um, by the people. They chose to go their own way. Now, I want to look at Jeremiah chapter uh, 36. We'll be in uh, Jeremiah 36, 25, and, and, and a little bit in 45, and then finish with 15. I, I know it's all over the place, but it's trying to keep this kind of in, in order. Um, uh, so we're going to go 36, 25, 36 here in just a minute. These kind of fit together. So remember how Jeremiah, uh, we read um, – either last Tuesday or Thursday, uh, how he was uh, removed from the temple, uh, that he was going and preaching at the temple, um, and they didn't like what he was saying, so they removed him from the temple. So now in, in uh, chapter 36, um, Jeremiah is, uh, is writing down um, the message that God has given him because they wouldn't let him speak it uh, at the temple. So he is writing this down. He says, uh, the Lord says, take a scroll of a book and write, it on, write on it all the words that I've spoken to you against Israel, against Judah, against all the nations from the day I spoke to you, from the days of Josiah to this day. It may be that the house of Judah will... In- Hear all the uh, adversities which I propose to bring upon them, that everyone may turn from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. So God, again, here is again, God is trying to give the people the opportunity to repent. Uh, to to hear what is coming and to change their ways, but God also knows He's already indicated uh, that He knows that they will not. But that doesn't keep him from trying. He is trying to reach out and to uh, allow the people to turn back. And remember, this is the God in the Old Testament. This is the God that many times we kind of simplistically label, oh, the God of the Old Testament, that God that is, is, is only about judgment and justice and not mercy and grace, that Jesus is the, the graceful, merciful part of God. Well, newsflash, they're, they're the same. The God of the Old Testament is the same as the God of the New Testament. Uh, Jesus is God. God is Jesus. They are one. Um, and, and, and so you have to reconcile all of that. God is uh, justice. He is also mercy. He is also grace. He is also loving. He is, he's uh, extending that to the people over and over and over again. But the people keep uh, rejecting that offer over and over and over again. So justice will happen. Uh, it will come. It says in uh, verse four, we're introduced to a new character, uh, Baruch, son of uh, Neriah. And uh, he, uh, he is writing all of this down. So he kind of is the scribe for Jeremiah. Uh, 
Um, and he said, and Jeremiah commanded Barak saying, I am confined. I cannot go to the house of the Lord. You go therefore and read from the scroll, which you have written at my instruction, the words of the Lord in the hearing of the people of the Lord's house on this day of fasting. And you shall also read them in the hearing of Judah. Um, it, it may come that the, that they will present their supplication before the Lord and everyone will turn from his evil way for great uh, is the anger and fury that the Lord pronounced against his people. And Barak, the son of Neriah did according to all that Jeremiah, the prophet commanded him. So this is, this is not an easy thing that he's being asked to do. He's going, okay, read all of these words. They've kicked me out because I don't like hearing what I said. So now I want you to read what God has given me. So Barak, uh, uh, um, uh, Baruch uh, does go. Chapter 25 kind of is the extended part of, of what he wrote uh, or what he uh, read um, in verse 6. Again, familiar things. Do not go after other gods to serve them and worship them. Do not provoke me to anger with the works of your hands, and I will not harm you. Yet you have not listened to me, says the Lord, that you might provoke me to anger with the works of your hands to your own heart. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you have not heard my words, behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, says the Lord, the Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, uh, will bring them against this land, against the inhabitants and against all the nations all around. I will utterly destroy them and make them an astonishment, a hissing and a perpetual desolations. Uh, So he's saying, I'm going to use Babylon. They're going to be the ones who uh, exact out uh, this vengeance. In verse 12, it says, then it'll come to pass when 70 years are complete that I will punish the king of Babylon in that nation, the land of the Chaldeans for their iniquity, says the Lord, and I will make it a, a perpetual desolation. Um, so, so God is a, is a very fair and a just God, uh, but he will bring about punishment for sin. So in chapter 36, back to 36, starting in verse 11, um, the scroll is read uh, in in the presence of the king, in the presence of, of the temple. Uh, they uh, Verse 17, and they asked Baruch, uh, saying, tell us now, how did you write all these words at his, at his instruction? So Baruch answered them. He proclaimed with his mouth all these words to me, and I wrote them with ink in, this, in the book. Uh, go and hide you and Jeremiah and let no one know where you are. Right. So they know it's going to be getting dangerous. They take it to the king. Uh, the king burns it. Uh, he burns the scroll. Uh, you can read that uh, in chapter 36, starting in verse 20. Uh, and then in verse 27, uh, Jeremiah rewrites the scroll. Uh, verse 28, sorry, uh, take yet another scroll, write on it all the former words that were in the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, uh, the king of Judah, has burned. And you shall say, thus says the Lord, you have burned this scroll. Why, why have you written in it? The king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land and cause man and beast to cease from here. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah. He shall have no one to sit on the throne of David, and his dead body shall be cast out into the heat of the day and the frost of the night. I will punish him, his family, his servants for their iniquity, and I will bring on them all the doom that I have pronounced against them. But they did not heed. So now, just imagine he, he gives all the words that made the king mad the first time, but this time adds, okay, now you're going to be completely wiped out as well. Um, is a specific prophecy against uh, the king. And uh, and so can you imagine being Baruch that he has to go and, and 
read this to the king. Um, and uh, this is now we're in Jeremiah 45. Again, sorry for the moving around, but Jeremiah 45 is a continuation of this. It says uh, that uh, verse two, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel to you, O Baruch, you said, woe is me now. For the Lord has added grief to my sorrow. I fainted in my sign, and I find no rest. Right? So Baruch is kind of like, oh, this is more than I bargained for, right? This is signing up to, you know, to, to do something very simple, and now you're being shot at, right? Um, you know, you, you thought you were delivering pizza, and uh, you, you actually were delivering something much more severe, and, uh, and all of a sudden you're fearing for your life. Right. And, and so this is uh, this is much more than just a delivery person for Jeremiah. And uh, so God says, thus say to him, uh, behold, what I have built, I will break down what I have planted. I will pluck up. That is this whole land. And do you seek great things for yourself? Do you do not seek them for behold, I will bring adversity on all flesh, says the Lord. But I will give your life to you as a prize in all places wherever you go. So he kind of promises Baruch, it's going to be OK. I will be with you. Uh, now that we're going to end with Jeremiah chapter 15. Um, and this is, this is just a reflective. Imagine Jeremiah constantly doing all of these things and no one's ever listening. Um, and Jeremiah does get very dejected. Um, Jeremiah 15, starting in verse 10, he says, woe is me, my mother, that you have borne me a man of strife, a man of contention to the whole earth. I have neither lent for interest nor have men lent to me for interest. Every one of them curses me. But then the Lord responds. He says, surely it will be well with your remnant. Surely I will cause the enemy to intercede with you in the time of adversity and in the time of affliction. Can anyone break iron? Uh, then Jeremiah responds back, O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me. Take vengeance for me on my persecutors and your enduring patience. Do not take me away. Know that for your sake I have suffered rebukes. Your words were found and I ate them. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Right? So, it's normal to go through these difficult times and the, experience this frustration. That's when we have to listen to the true words of God, that he will sustain us, that he will give us strength. And then uh, the Lord reassures Jeremiah, starting in verse 19, he says, If you return, then I will bring you back. You shall stand before me. If you take out the precious form, the vial, uh, you shall be as my mouth. Let them return to you, but you must not return to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you from the grip of the terrible. So uh, God is reassuring uh, Jeremiah, and he will continue to reassure us. But we are going to have those moments where where we, we question and where we wonder, uh, but we need to redirect ourselves and remember his promises and make sure that we are, are following the word that God has given us. Uh, that is what we rely on, even, even whenever it doesn't always feel that way. And maybe when the results aren't working out the way that we would like them to, we have to hold on to what God has called us to do.
All right. So on Thursday, um, we're going to be in Jeremiah some more again, uh, verses, uh, chapters uh, 14 through 17, uh, chapters 8 through 10 uh, in Jeremiah. Uh, we'll go through uh, all of all of them, get another section there of Jeremiah. Um, and then we'll Second Kings 24 and that that'll probably be about where uh um where it ends that that is getting us to the end of Judah that Judah is going to be uh overrun so hope to see you on Thursday have a great week